Uh, today, I just want to begin with one very familiar scripture from John's Gospel, John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. John 13, 34 and 35. I am giving you a new commandment that you love one another just as I've loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, many times I have found that we don't seem to give, uh, the, recognize the importance that this specific commandment the Lord Jesus gave. And he calls it as a new commandment. And John in his first epistles talks a great deal about this commandment to love one another. And this loving one another is specifically within the body of Christ, a love, special love among brothers and sisters in the church. And we all recognize all of us that love is foundational to the whole message of the Bible because God is love. And if we were to summarize the whole message of the Bible, it's a story of redemption of fallen mankind. And the driving force or the motivation for that redemption is love of God. And because his love, he expects us as human beings, he has his children to love our fellow human beings. Now, when I look through the Bible, I, I see this love among people to have three different uh, dimensions. Uh, Jesus, in, his, in summarizing the whole message of the whole Testament, said this in Matthew 22, 37, 37 to 14. Matthew 22, 37 to 14. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and the foremost commandments. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets. So this love for our neighbor is an old commandment. That's always been there from the very beginning. And Jesus uh, demonstrated, Jesus gave an example of who is our neighbor is in the yet great parable of the uh, prodigal son, sorry, great parable of the good Samaritan, where he said the neighbor is anyone who is in need. So we have that social responsibility to love anyone in society who is in need. And then while introducing the new, com new covenant, Jesus lifted up this love to a new dimension, something that was unknown to old covenant and also alien to any other culture or religion in the world. In the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 48, Jesus said this. Matthew 5, 43 to 48. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may prove yourselves to be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. But if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Even the tax collectors, do they not do the same? If you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Even the Gentiles, do they not do the same? Therefore, you shall be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. The neighbor, the one who is in need now includes an enemy and persecutor. And the challenge here we have is that we can be as children of God, as perfect as God is, in this specific area, being able to love our enemies and our persecutors. That is a challenge that we have there. Then at the Last Supper, as the Lord instituted the ordinance of communion, he introduced this third dimension to this to love, a special love among his followers, among his siblings. And Jesus calls it as a new commandment. 
although this love among fellow brothers and sisters already encompassed in that love your neighbor as yourself, but there is specific emphasis on this love among believers throughout the New Testament. God puts a lot of emphasis on this love among fellow brothers and sisters in the church. Now, first of all, Jesus demonstrated this love by washing his disciples' feet and said, we ought to do the same to our brothers and sisters in the church. And then he gave this commandment in the context of communion, the Last Supper, which is a foreshadow of what he was going to do on the cross, to lay down his life to his followers. And Jesus said in John chapter 15, that greater love is no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So this love among brothers and sisters in the church demands both service, washing one another's feet, and also sacrifice as Jesus died on the cross, that we should be willing to lay down our life. And the great challenge that the Lord gives us through this commandment is that through this love, we ought to demonstrate to people outside that we are the disciples of Jesus. So when we think about praying for expansion of God's kingdom, one of the ways we communicate the gospel to people outside is by this special love that we have for brothers and sisters within the body of Christ. Now, the thing is that this love demands demonstration, not just talk. It's easy for me to say I love you all because I don't interact with you on a day-to-day basis. Of course, one of the ways I demonstrate my love to many of you is that some of the prayer requests that come, which are very personal, I lift them up before the Lord. So that way I do express my love. But I think this love gets demonstrated in a local congregation when we know our brothers and sisters face to face. It's easy for me to sit here and say, I love a brother in Pakistan, but that becomes only a talk. So there may be many things that we do in order to show that to the world that we belong to Christ. For example, we do a lot of charitable activities, maybe education, maybe helping people in poverty. But in that process, we might neglect to show this love among brothers and sisters within the church. Paul says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, so then while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who are of the household of faith. In 1 John, John presents different tests to know whether we truly possess eternal life or not. One of these tests is love among believers within the body of Christ. I just want to read four scriptures from 1 John, which, don't, which, which does not need any great explanation. 1 John 3.14 We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers and sisters. The one who does not love remains in death. So the proof that we have been raised from spiritual death is that we love one another. 1 John 2, 9. The one who says that he is in the light and yet hates his brother or sister is in the darkness until now. The proof that as God's children, we walk in light is our love for our fellow brothers and sisters. 1 John 3, 10. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother and sister. The proof that we are children of God is in our love among God's children. Finally, 1 John 4.20. If someone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother or sister, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother and sister whom he has seen cannot, cannot love God whom he has not seen. 
the proof that we love God, whom we do not see, is that our love our fellow brothers and sisters. So you can see the real evidence that we are born again or we belong to God or we have eternal life is love among brothers and sisters. So as we gather day after day with the specific focus on praying for people to come to know the Lord, even as Van Giesen mentioned about his own colleague who passed away and he seeks to reach out. One of the way God says that we can tell them we are children of God, we are his disciples but by our love among brothers and sisters within the church. And I think this is why Paul prays a special prayer for Thessalonian church in 1, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. And the Lord make you increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men. To the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable and in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. So my prayer today is that he would increase all of us with this love to one another and also to other people outside, that we may be ready at his second coming.